Ryder Nation, William Powell, bringing the energy, bringing the fight, bringing the fire every game day, every practice. Let's go, Ryder Nation. I'm ready. I'm ready. Everybody to episode 146 of the Piffles Podcast, quarantined edition. We're uh, I can't even see you guys right now, and it's kind of nice. I got to admit, my name is Alex. I'm Steve. I'm Greg. It's amazing we still know how to do this. Yeah, it's been a, it's been a long time, but uh, let's uh, let's kind of jump into it. We're Saskatchewan Rough Rider fans. This is the Saskatchewan Rough Rider fan podcast, the Piffles Podcast. You can check us out on Twitter at PifflesPod. You can give me a follow at RealAlexD. You'll find me at Safamod. And you can follow me at Greg on Sports. Check us out on Facebook as well, facebook.com slash PifflesPodcast. We're on Instagram at PifflesPod. And, of course, the website, PifflesPodcast.com. Piffles Podcast is brought to you by Dairy Queen on Elphinstone Street and Sass Drive in Regina. Check them out on Skip the Dishes, and especially right now in this kind of pandemic that we're in try and uh, support local if you can check them out on skip the dishes we're also a proud member of the cfpn the canadian football podcast network and a part of the saskatchewan podcast network gentlemen let's get right to it time for the opening kickoff <laughs> Greg, this still is funny oh yeah i know it's still funny I, I'm, I'm just giggling thinking about i get to put it in <laughs> And that's well, your high school life in a nutshell. Yeah, pretty much. I, I, yeah, I think only time I get to put it in anyway. So, woo! And we're off to a roaring start here on the Pivotals podcast. Do you guys want to, before we jump into to talking a little bit of football, how you guys doing? This is, uh, this is a weird time in the world. Like, we, we're not, we don't see each other. We turn the, the video off for this, but uh, you guys are doing good, though, right? This week has been the longest year of my life. Like, I, it's, I can't believe this. Like every day is a new hellscape is what I used the other day. It's just, it's hard. Like it's, I think the biggest thing coming out of this is going to be everyone's life. We just like basically got shut off. It's, you need to find something else to do because there's no sports. You can't go outside. Sure. You get to hang out with your family and do stuff with them, but after a while you're just bouncing off the walls it's 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 the new world as we as it is now it's it's really weird to think that it's only been 22 days as we record this since the world kind of flipped when uh rudy goldberg decided to start touching mics and get coronavirus and uh and shut the world down i mean that's that was the start of it was his positive test shut the nba down which shut nhl which just kind of exploded into everything is closed and we're all locked in our houses well remember when the san jose sharks there was talk about oh san jose can't play in their arena like what what, what are they going to do like let's let them play in saskatoon like think about how far we've come since then like the olympics are being moved to 2021 um everything else is in an absolute well is it going to happen is it not going to happen everything's indefinite like it's this, this past month has, has felt like a lifetime. And don't get me wrong, there's going to be some uh, nice thing. Like, 
there's gonna be some positives that come out of this. Like, hey, I don't see them turning off liquor deliveries to households anymore. Like, there's you're going to claw that back. People have That's learned. Right now? Huh? Oh That's yeah, you can get, right now. Oh yeah, you can get beer delivered to your door. Why do I keep ordering food? I don't know. Oh, I'm doing this wrong. <laughs> But like, so there's, there's gonna be, there's gonna be good things going forward. There's going to be, obviously cleanliness is going to be a big thing going forward. Um, but this whole thing really just showed me how disgusting we are. Oh, like, people are dumb animals, dude. Right? Like it's, it's, and, and you're so conscious about it now that it's, uh, it, it's just wild to me. I, I have to admit there, there's been a big positive in my side, you know, speaking personally, between between the podcast and between my job and and Uber, I was home one maybe two nights a week, and I've been home nonstop with my family, and it's been interesting actually, like spending a Friday and a Saturday night at home, you know, enjoying time with with the house as opposed to out driving miscreants around. And I also think this I think this is also going to with all the teleconferencing and telecommuting. And everything that has basically been forced upon people, I think this is really going to change the way businesses deal with people now. It's you, you don't necessarily need to be in the office anymore. You can do your job at home as long as you're getting your job done. And I think there's going to be a lot more companies that are going to embrace that because what's what's the point of dragging someone to the office just so they can drink coffee for an extra hour and stare stare out the window? Well, what you know that's me about that is that. People, companies are going to find out which people they actually do need and which ones they don't need. So you're going to find a lot of people that don't get keep a job after this. There's a lot of people without jobs right now, unfortunately, too. Yeah, though. That's very I, true. That's unfortunately that is the, the problem with this. There's a lot of businesses right now that are struggling to either stay together or stay open, even with government assistance, because. Uh, if people can't leave their houses, they can't do it. And I guess that's the biggest downturn is that a lot of small businesses right now aren't going to make it through. And if they do, they're going to be a shell of what they used to be. Well, let's, let's talk about how this whole COVID-19 thing, how it affects the CFL. And, and let's, I'll straight up ask you guys, is there going to be a CFL season in 2020? Yes. And I will, I will hold on to that hope until the, my last dying breath of the year. I, I hate I hate to be everyone basically call me Alex on this one, but I don't see how it's possible. I really don't. I've already I've already come to the conclusion that we're getting the 2022 Grey Cup to make up for this one that we're not going to have. I'm looking forward to get my refund on uh, Grey Cup tickets right now. <laughs> the the scary part is Grey Cup tickets in 2022 will be more expensive than they would have been this year because they keep going up for some reason. And I, I, do I don't, I don't want to come off as a pessimist because truly I'm a realist and I, I accept things very easily. And this is one of those things. I don't think we'll see pro sports at all for the rest of the calendar 2020 year, at least in North America. Overseas, we'll probably see some start to come back. I think a lot of leagues are kind of in there. They're playing chicken right now. Nobody wants to be the first because if you come back, even if you're playing in an arena with nobody there, no fans are allowed until, you know, the gatherings ban is lifted everywhere. If one person comes down with, with COVID-19 out of all that, you have to shut down again. 
there's just way too much risk. And, and CFL and the NFL, they have kind of the benefit that their leagues weren't, you know, ramping up towards the playoffs right now. They still have time before the, the season starts. But you got the travel ban. You got gathering bans. I truly don't think any of that stuff's going to be lifted in the next few months. And we're only, what, 70 days away from the CFL kickoff. There's no way you're going to get American players in on that time to have a training camp, to have maybe one preseason game. And is that even going to be enough? And it's, there's too many question marks that we just, we don't know. And as long as things keep going in the States the way that they are, and, and this thing gets worse and worse and worse, that means less and less likely that there's going to be a CFL season. Sure. I guess you could have a bunch of Canadians play, but really, are you going to find 46 to 53 Canadians per team? that are <laughs> going to make you want to pay full price to watch CFL football? I think that's when, God forbid, the league uh, goes down to four teams for one season and you got the Saskatoba Blue Riders and a bunch of other garbage going on. Oh, God. Could you imagine combining us with them? No, thank you. But seriously, though, I, I, I honestly, I've said this since the very beginning. First one out of the gate with a big crowd is either going to be the XFL or WWE. Why? Because Vince McMahon's ego. Just because he wants, because he was the first thing out of the gate after 9 11, he, he wants to be the first thing out of the gate on this one. It won't be the XFL. They're not coming back till next year. They've already canceled the rest of their season. If, if anything, yeah. I think it'll be, uh, I think it'll be the UFC. Dana White doesn't want to stop at all. Dana White's a, he's something else. <laughs> but, he's trying to put on an event in two weeks. I know. It's, it's, there's just way too many logistical problems and nightmares that could go wrong and everything could backfire. Like even if there's a shortened CFL season, what are we looking at? Maybe eight games? Maybe? Well, they've always said that the CFL season starts after Labor Day. I guess this year, maybe we just make it official. As much as I want to see games, I, I just don't think that there's going to be enough I mean, like, the league is – their hands are tied. They're basically waiting for the government of Canada and the government of the United States to lift all these bans, and I just don't see anything happening in time. And unless you can get in at least a 10-game season, I can't see – Well, I can't see them going for 10 games. I think it's either eight or eight or full season because otherwise it just doesn't make sense schedule-wise, right? Because you're looking at a whole different – schedule set up with nine teams well sure but you want to try and get as many games as you can especially for the revenue it's not like the cfl is flush with cash right now this yeah the cfl cfl is a gate-driven league like that yeah they re-up the tsn deal but it's still peanuts compared to what other leagues get in percentage wise like this is a gate-driven league the teams need to play in order to make money but they can't get the players up here. That's going to be the biggest. I'm thing, curious right? how they handle the idea of a shortened season and how they how they work the bye weeks in, because with an odd number of teams, you can't just play ten games or eleven games or twelve games without doing some mathematical wizardry. You know, or you know the old Toronto games where they played twice in a week, but. It, it's... Yeah, but this is uh, this is like nothing we've ever seen. So who knows? Maybe there might be a seven-game season, a, a five. Who we don't know, and that's the 
that's the weird thing about this all is that literally everything is on the table. What you do is you kick Toronto out of the league for one year and you play everyone <laughs> in your vision twice and call it a day. Like who, who's the free, who's the free space in the Bengals this year? Ottawa. <laughs> okay, kick Ottawa out of the league. There we go. That'll go well with our Ottawa friends. <laughs> and that's at Greg on Sports. Come at yeah. me. <laughs> well, that uh, that remains to be seen, and obviously we'll keep an eye on this on the Pivots Podcast as things kind of keep going. The opening kickoff presented by Kathy Festion of Royal LePage Regina Realty. Check out her Facebook page, Kathy Festion, Royal LePage. Hey, while we're on the subject of having a season, why don't we talk to somebody who uh, is kind of wondering the same thing? Jumping into the show, we have Chelsea Rowe, wife of uh, Craig Rowe of the Toronto Argonauts. Chelsea, how you doing? I'm good. How are you? Um, I think we've <laughs> all been better. I think we're doing pretty good. Yeah, it's a little crazy. <laughs> the old zombie apocalypse that is uh, what the world we live in yeah it it's a little it's crazy i'm here in scottsdale arizona right now i came for business and i'm stuck here so it's weird to me because people are like golfing on the golf course there's like you know people are running their dogs so it doesn't seem like it's falling apart where i'm at now and then i go to costco and then i get the reality check a little bit <laughs> so they're letting people golf? Really? Oh, yeah, they are. Because it's like a good social distancing kind of, like, they can't take the carts. They have to walk. But, yeah, Arizona's a little lax in some stuff. So, <laughs> yeah. Does he make us walk? That cuts me out of golfing. That's, that's a lot of walking. <laughs> there's some big, and there's some big courses down there, too. Yeah. Do they at least still send the beer cart out? Uh, yep, she's still going. <laughs> so, <laughs> they got the good now, Chelsea, what's the what's the Rowe family doing right now during this kind of whole self isolation thing? What are you guys What are you guys doing? Well, Craig um, Craig works for Skip the Dishes in the off season, so he we're being two hours behind. He's been waking up in the morning before when we were at home. He'd be training like five a.m. and then going to work, but now he kind of has to work and then train in the afternoon. But we're kind of planning for with the CFL season, we have no idea what's going to happen. Now, you know, we expected training camp to, so that delays to move to Toronto. Um, but now he, he was talking about it yesterday. People are just kind of talking about maybe after the day they're talking that the season may start. And so financially we're trying to just figure out what we're going to do work wise. Um, Cause Craig was supposed to end his, his, job in may and now you know that's postponed and you know major companies are kind of with everything going on with covid they're putting freezes on hiring and extending like different programs that they have so uh honestly we're just kind of scrambling so <laughs> that's what we're doing in sunny arizona we're just scrambling so obviously craig's regimen is it weird for him to do it at home as opposed to being able to go to the gym and obviously you two probably stay active. So like, how, how are you dealing with that being a pro athlete and a pro, uh, the wife of a pro athlete? 
Well, so he, a lot of like his trainer is actually from Arizona. Um, they shut the gym down, unfortunately, you know, just like they did everywhere else. So he wasn't able to train, but a lot of the stuff that he's doing is not similar to a lot of what other pro athletes, he trains with uh, an ARP wave machine. So it's a neurological, like an electricity machine. So he's able to get his workout in basically anywhere and he needs some equipment and stuff. So with that and his training wise, it hasn't really changed much, which is great. Cause I know a lot of the other players, like friends of ours, you know, they're in gyms and they're not able to go into them. So they're trying to like come up with different things, kind of like Adam Big Hill, you'll see like on Instagram, he's doing a bunch of different stuff from home. Um, and then with, uh, with me, you know, I train in the gym. So I've had to like come up with different things <laughs> to try and like, I go walk the dog for an hour and a half to two hours and try, you know, cause you don't, you generally don't have gym equipment at home or I don't anyway. So just trying to do things here and we have great weather, so I can't complain, you know, walking the dog and stuff, but yeah, that's how we're doing. But luckily Craig hasn't all of his rehab for his shoulder and everything going into season. None of that has kind of, I guess, changed at all for him. So we're very fortunate for that. Now we're a, we're a rider fan podcast. So much to our chagrin, we watched, we all watched in person as Winnipeg won the cup. Uh, what were the celebrations like both like personally and in Winnipeg during the uh, days to follow? Honestly. Okay. So I know it's very similar, the fan base in Regina as it is in Winnipeg. Um, and, you know, there was a the long drought. You guys know all about that. And, you know, I had people when we first got signed with Winnipeg come up to me in the grocery stores and they were like, so is my husband going to, or is your husband going to win me the cup this year? And, you know, there was a lot of like animosity for even just any player on the team um, <laughs> with anything like you're, you know, at, you're at the, at restaurants and, you know, obviously Craig isn't that well known, but, you know, we're really close friends with Adam Big Hill. So it's a big deal. And so we're sitting, you know, at restaurants and they'll come up to us and, you know, this was not last year, but the year before. And they're like, well, what are you doing extra to get us that cup? And it was kind of like, um, you know, I mean, long standing fans are just kind of waiting for a long time. I can understand, but um, with the cup, well, when we went to the Grey Cup and then we had a lot of the like boosters and stuff that were at the after party. I mean, quite honestly, if you, you saw all of that stuff, most of the players were drunk for like 72 hours. Like it was, it was pretty crazy. You know, all of the boosters, it was really weird. Wade was taking Bud Lights, the president of the company out of the cup. Everybody was taking their shirt. It was just, it was sloppy, but because of all pressure from, you know, how long it had been. So it was just kind of like a big weight lifted. It was a lot of fun. Um, Calgary did a great job with the gray cup. And then after the parade, honestly, was way more insane than I thought it was going to be. And everybody was happy after that. And then, you know, it's so funny because, you know, the high of the socials and all of the things that are going on and I'm an introvert. So I only went to a couple and then I'm like, I can't do this anymore. So I didn't do most of what, you know, we were supposed to do. And it was so funny because I, I work at a medical clinic and, you know, you would think throughout the off season, Winnipeg would be happy with what was going on, you know, with the Grey Cup. We're finally Grey Cup champs, whatever. No, they were complaining about the Jets. 
like they completely forgot about the bombers and all they cared about was the, all the old people all they had to talk about was how the Jets were doing how they weren't going to make the playoffs and they were just complaining about something else it was just I thought it was so funny that how quickly it changed like how ha proud and happy they were and then all of a sudden it didn't care anymore because the Jets weren't doing good so it's kind of my experience with the whole Grey Cup situation <laughs> so I oh, saw yesterday Chris Trevler is still actually celebrating. <laughs> he uh, oh did a six-hour live Instagram. Did you guys oh. tune into that at all? Oh my gosh! Well, you know, speaking of that, so after the after we did the um, the parade, we all went to the locker room and we're all hanging out, wives, girlfriends, all the players, and we were just drinking because we were supposed to have another a big dinner with Wade and all the guys were too wasted to even do anything formal because a lot of the boosters were going to go to the dinner. And so we decided that it wouldn't be good to do that. So we all were ordering food in, we're in the locker room, we're drinking. And all of a sudden, Trevler decided that he wanted people to sign his body with Sharpies. And so every person in that room, I have a picture of it. It's so funny. I should actually send it to you. I signed his body with a Sharpie. And I mean, he like is completely incoherent. And it's just so funny now because OT, if you think about it, right now, these guys going from CFL to NFL would be really busting their butt to try and like get through OT to make it to training camp. But now with COVID, like they don't have to prove themselves. So I was talking to Craig about this last night. I'm like, okay, well, I guess he's like, nah, I don't know what's going to happen. So I'm just going to go off the deep end and start drinking again. <laughs> like, I don't, he's a machine. Um, I was, I don't know if you guys watched the Grey Cup and, you know, obviously we won't talk about, you know, the Western final or anything, but his broken, I canceled. <laughs> his, uh, he, he's the toughest guy that I know. I mean, I think he was really stupid for some of the things that he was doing. Like, you know, Osh should have made the decision to pull him and he decided to just gut it out and whatever. It makes for good entertainment. But he couldn't walk after the Grey Cup. Like, he completely broke his foot and he just kept powering through. He probably was on a ton of pain meds and then he was drunk so he didn't feel it. And I don't know. The guy's a beast. You know, as somebody who has been notoriously anti-Chris Strebler for the better part of a year and a half, actually starting to make me like him and I don't know how I feel about it especially the the sharpie story because 2009 Grey Cup for some reason in my drunken stupor in in Calgary I decided it'd be fun to walk around Grey Cup parties having people sign me with sharpies so I get it I understand him now I, I don't know how I feel about it how how did how long did it take you to scrub I felt bad for Streb's girlfriend because it was like, how was he going to get these signatures off his body? I mean, how long did it take you to get those signatures off? I, I don't know how long it took, but I feel bad for the, the maid service at the hotel that night because the sheets were just, they were black. Oh my, oh my gosh, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, honestly, the guy works so hard. Obviously, we were on BC. We worked with, like, you know, we've known a lot of quarterbacks in the league, but just being the rookie that he is, you know, you would expect, like, a Bo Levi, a Matt Nichols, all of them to just be as, you know, dedicated, first one in, last one out. But Streveler was that guy, even though he wasn't necessarily first string. And he just worked so hard all year long that it was like, you know what? Go be an idiot. Do your thing. <laughs> like, you worked hard for it. So, and then, I mean, 
you saw all the pictures of his fur coat and I mean it just made the Grey Cup a little more special with just him as a personality so now let's jump ahead to uh I guess in February CFL free agency Craig's a free agent uh, signing in Toronto for this year for you Chelsea what's the whole What's it like for a spouse in CFL free agency? Do you get much of a say in, in kind, of, kind of where Craig goes? Yeah. So I remember my the first free agency. So um, when we, you know, obviously got signed with Winnipeg, um, it was the first time experiencing anything like that. Craig had kind of been not through similar things, but kind of when it came to like the NFL draft and all of that stuff. And so Craig and I kind of laid it out. We knew the uh general manager of the bc didn't like craig so we knew we weren't staying in bc so there were multiple teams that were kind of talking to us at the time and craig asked my opinion you know because i have to live there i decided to move up to canada full time with him we decided not to do this back and forth sort of deal we wanted to be in the community that we were in and so i do he was very good about asking me you know I guess, you know, the organizations, because there's some organizations and you have younger teams that are more family oriented and others that have a lot of single guys. So we typically like to be in the environment with more families. And so we kind of talk through all of that, but you know, what's what I learned really quickly is it changes. I mean, in 30 minutes. So Edmonton and Calgary were on the table and they were heavily pursuing Craig um, and they had been talking to us for weeks. And then within a matter of 30 minutes, both of them were off the table because, uh, what? Oh, Edmonton signed Alex Bassey, who was the other rush end that played on BC with Craig. He w- he did a stint with the Cardinals and then he came back to the CFL. And so, and he actually is now in Argo. So him and Craig are going to be playing uh, together. But so they signed Bassey for like 160 or something, something crazy. So that money was off the table. And then Calgary decided to go with a rookie. Um, and then they put money elsewhere. So like within a matter of 30 minutes, our whole plans were kind of completely, you know, off the table. And, you know, we talked about Winnipeg, but we heard a lot of the things like there's not that much to do there. We were thinking Edmonton and Calgary, oh, we could go to Banff for the weekend and that kind of stuff. And so, but, you know, Winnipeg was still on the table. I think there was a couple East teams that he was talking to, but we really didn't want to go to the East. So, um, and then with this free agency that came up, we, I mean, if I'm just being honest, and I think it's all out there on the table now, it came down to Willie. And Willie, was he going to take all the money up wherever he went because he deserved it this year? Um, and I know you guys maybe kind of, I don't know how you guys feel about Willie Jefferson because he came over and, you know, that whole deal. But um, paid. yeah, our our fate was kind of in Willie's hands. And it's weird. It was really not uncomfortable for Craig or him because they have such a great relationship. But, you know, it's weird to have your fate in the hands of your friend. And they have to make the best decision for them, their family, but we didn't really have a say-so in that. So when he decided to stay with Winnipeg, their, their cap space was gone. Now, would they wanted to sign us, but they, you, know, you can't have, you know, you have Adam Big Hill, who's taking up a large sum of, you know, sum of money, and then you have Willie Jefferson. You can't keep paying all the vets, so you have to go for rookies. And so um, Coach Young 
uh, who was our linebackers coach is now the D coordinator at Toronto, him and Craig had built up such a great relationship. And so that's what brought us to Toronto is just knowing the structure that's there. And, you know, we're friends with Matt Nichols and his wife and his kids. And so that kind of helped, helped us make the decision. I mean, high rent is never fun, but it's kind of, it's a collaborative effort, I think. And I think a lot of our friends and husbands and wives definitely ask them because, I mean, the wives have to bring their kids to different places and it, you know, it affects them too, where, you know, where you're going to live, what can you afford to get? You know, when we first moved to Winnipeg, we stayed in this tiny place to save a bunch of money because rent was actually almost the same as when we were in the suburbs of Vancouver, which I was extremely surprised about, but it's those little things that you really, you know, you have to take into consideration. So, but yeah, I have a say so, but I also have a big personality. So I don't think I would have a say so anyways. (laughs) So, yeah. Did the Saskatchewan Rough Riders offer Craig a contract? They were talking to Craig and they were interested, but they never pulled out some money. So I can say that. Jeremy was not listening to us. We were advocating to get Craig Rowe in Saskatchewan. (laughs) Yeah, I'm glad that you guys value my husband. I appreciate it. I'm sure you've seen all my tweets on all the people that don't appreciate him, aka John Hodge. So <laughs> that was amazing. Um, but I, the thing I like about Craig, he's got a great taste in uh, graphic designers. That's all I know. Yeah, there we go. See, I was nice to you. I sent you a uh, black and gray. I didn't make you wear blue and gold. And I appreciate that so much, actually. That, that said, the blue and gold looks not bad in that design. And that's it. Yeah, you're right. It doesn't. But now I'm, we'll have to get some death row Toronto shirts. I mean, if the season happens, it's kind of, how do you guys feel about everything going on? And like, would you be okay with an eight game season? Like, how would you, how do you feel about I that? just want some football. <laughs> Give me a season. I don't care. I need football. Yeah. Anything that seems normal would be amazing right now. Uh, that makes it I don't know have you guys well we have ESPN here but TSN have you been seeing all the stuff that they're having to like pull out of their butts to like put on (laughs) on, the Ocho the Ocho it's so funny what did I yesterday I was like flipping like oh I want to watch Sports Center. they had 2016 game six of the NBA finals on I'm like what what why are we showing this but they have nothing else Best ratings ever because that's how hard up we are for sports right now. Oh my gosh, it's so bad. And I never thought it would be like this. But then, yeah, I mean, we are, and this is where I'm a little concerned with, I don't know if you guys seen the CAD to USD ratio, but you know, that that really affects us because we still pay US bills. So we've been moving money over and losing thousands for years. And we don't have that many bills in the US because we live in Canada, but still, and so I'm curious as to what if it goes all the way past labor day and you have these contracts signed but let's say the players are only going to get a third of that pay and then the rate you know the cad to usd ratio is so bad like what are players going to do if they're not making money from may to like august basically that's i mean that's where we're scrambling but that's where i'm also concerned for my friends as well so i don't know what the cflpa is going to do with that but I think 
just from an insider perspective, that's what a lot of players are thinking about at this moment of you, you had this idea of how much money you were going to be making. And you know, every, everybody's struggling. There are so many people I'm not going, there are so many people out of jobs right now, you know, but just in the world of football and planning and all of that stuff like that, you, you, you only get paid for six months of the year and you have to make that last um, while saving and making your goals. And then that money is not going to be there. Luckily we don't have any children right now, but I can't imagine being a family of five and then the money you could potentially only get like a fourth of the money that you were expected to get. Um, and even fans, you know, if they're out of work and stuff like regular season ticket holders, what, you know, what's that going to look like? And it's all just kind of a little up in the air and crazy right now. So I don't know. Yeah, it's definitely a, a strange, weird, weird world that we live in. And we're all kind of spending most of this time binging everything known to man on Netflix right now, trying to get through self-isolation and quarantine. Now, you had a, a tweet earlier today that my wife would kill me if I didn't ask something related to it. You mentioned being able to watch uh, Pitch Perfect over and over again, never get sick of it. Which is your favorite character from that show? Oh my gosh, Benji. <laughs> Hands down, Benji. That's a good choice. He, oh, he makes anybody smile. It's funny, me and Craig can watch it. We, luckily, we like a lot of the same movies. And it's just, that there's no movie that compares to that movie. And especially that character. So yeah, that's my, my and I grew up in the choir. So I'm like a big choir nerd. So I was really excited when a movie like this came out. That was so. absolutely the correct question. Please tell me Craig sings along. What was that? So please tell me Craig sings, sings along. Oh, he does. You know what? I've been trying. I, you know, a lot of the players get so mad, but I really try and bring out a lot of guys think like Craig is this big persona and he's death row. And yeah, he like tackles quarterbacks and stuff, but he, there's a, just a different side to him. We had a really big fan in BC and we invited a bunch of people to Easter service with us to come to church. And so one of his biggest fans came and I think he was really disappointed in like thinking who Craig is in football versus who Craig is in real life. Cause like my husband is a big nerd and we invited him to go to like lunch with us after and he didn't he didn't want to come to lunch <laughs> and it was like I think <laughs> I think he was a little disappointed I mean I love my husband I married him he's awesome but you know I don't know what people expect like professional athletes to like be like and act like and I don't know I think he was just a little yeah I think he was disappointed it was so sad but yes my husband sings along all the time he we, he sings along to Disney movies I've been trying to record this stuff secretly to like drip it out there but I haven't been able to get it yet one day I will though so <laughs> so speaking <clears throat> so speaking of binging have you guys watched the most binge thing out going out right now Tiger King oh, we tried we really tried I we're about, I'm all about trash TV at times and um, we were so because you hear you see everybody talking about just how amazing it is and you know I think maybe people hyped it up too much but it quite honestly made both of us anxious because at any second 
and I think that that was the cool part, I think, for everybody. But any second, a tire could have, like, snapped somebody's head off. And to me, I just, like, couldn't emotionally handle that, especially with, like, the guy breeding tigers. And there, there's, like, five of them in these, like, cages. And I just couldn't get into it. So I, I might be a Debbie Downer on that one. But I tried. I, made, I gave it an honest effort, and I just couldn't do it. So... I don't know. What do you guys, have you guys watched it? What do you think about it? I watched it. I was hooked after the end of the second episode. At first it was just like, okay, well, I, I, they're kind of setting it up for whatever. And then after that, the second episode ended, it was at like 1030 and I had to work at six the next morning. I, said, I don't care. I want to keep watching. I don't care how long it takes. Okay. Well, so that, I, oh, I only watched the first one. So maybe I need to keep going with it then. Because yeah. the, the second episode ends in the teaser for the third episode, which is she killed her husband. And oh, then you're like, what? And okay. then, you, then you get stuck through the entire redneck uh, um, train after that. Okay. Because like they're, so they're on meth, right? Is that like the like they didn't really say it, but they're on meth? Or... Oh, no, they say it. Oh, no, yeah, no they, they, they talk about meth mouth. They get there. Oh. Okay. Oh yeah, the the best way I described uh, Tiger King is it's uh, part uh, Duck Dynasty, mm-hmm. part uh, part uh, We Bought a Zoo, uh, part like it, it's all train wreck. That's all you need to know. It's all train wreck, and it's just so much fun. I really miss Duck Dynasty though. It was so good back in the day. I still kind of watch it whenever I see it on TV from time to time. But okay. You guys, I think you've convinced me to maybe push on to episode two and three because I do if want can, to end. If you can get to three, oh, if you can get up. to three, you can get to the end of it. Okay, all right. I think I can do this, probably. But so, any other questions for a football wife? I've got plenty of <laughs> insight. Well, I think, Chelsea, we'll have to save that for next time. Yes, we will get you on again. That sounds good. And hopefully we'll be talking about playing a season by then. Oh, please. I'm praying for that because (laughs) we we all could uh, use that money. So. Well, Chelsea, thanks so much for uh, taking time for us here on the Piffles podcast. Uh, And uh, best luck to you guys in Toronto. Obviously, Craig with the Argos now. Uh, but also uh, up until we get football back. Yeah, thank you guys so much for having me. It was good talking to you. Do I do I like Chris Strebler now? This sucks. <laughs> so this Strebler mod name actually makes sense now. He got oh, damn he it. got his Sharpie story from you because they won in Calgary. You did that in Calgary. Oh. The legend of Strevamod is now official. Revolution. It came, this hurts. It came, came, this full, hurts, came full, full circle. <laughs> well, let's... Uh, you made me say nice things about him. I don't know how I feel. There's Chelsea Rowe, wife of Craig Rowe of the Toronto Argonauts. And uh, yeah, I don't know. It's it's going to be weird to, uh, to see if there's going to be a season or not. And for the record, Tiger King, fantastic. Watch it if you have whatever seven times 45 minutes is. I bet you none of the people on that show would be able to do that mathematical equation. <laughs> you saying I should be on that show? Well, I have seen you with that mustache. That, that was a, that was a one-time thing. Uh, <laughs> let's do some Piffles questions here. My favorite one came in from uh, 
former host of the show, Ferlin. Is Alex capable of optimism? And I answered no. Next question. Uh, yeah, in a, in, a, in a word, no. In slightly more words, no, because I'm a realist. And I just expect the worst, which is a little bit more pessimistic side of view. But I just, society sucks sometimes. And I just expect the worst from them. See, that's why that's why this show works so well because you're you're the realist. I'm the eternally optimistic, and Greg is here. <laughs> I'm present. I'm present. <laughs> hey, I really like this question. Do Danny Barrett and Roy Shivers deserve more credit for the 2007 Grey Cup winning team? I thought they already got credit. Honestly, everyone don't get me wrong. Tillman came in and put the finishing touches on it, but that was a Shivers Barrett team. But I will not. I think I'm with you on that. He, they've gotten the credit that they deserve. Everybody knows that they built a good portion of that team to get us to the spot where we needed to get over the hump. They just couldn't get us past the finish line. They didn't have the right people in place to get the job done. Would we have won without them or with them at the helm? I don't think so. So I think the fact that they get any credit is more than they really deserved to be honest with you wow and here i am saying i'm not gonna sleep until they get into the oh, plaza i agree, of honor. I, agree. I think they... they should be in the plaza of honor i'm not saying they shouldn't get any credit but i i think they maybe i'm maybe i'm just in a bubble here but i think they get credit already but should, yeah so I, that's why i'm like i didn't realize they weren't getting any credit it's i thought it was very obvious that it, that was a shivers team just with a little bit of a tillman dust on it yeah, they get they get just the right amount of, of credit, some. The uh, next question, final one, we'll do this week here on the Piffles Podcast. We'll bring it to this year's team. Remember how long ago James Franklin signed with the team? That seems like forever ago. <laughs> I uh, I, I admitted guys... today that I completely forgot in this hellscape that we signed James Franklin. And Lord, no, and Lord knows I do made fun of the Eskimo Empire about it. Do you guys think James Franklin will come in and take over Cody Fajardo's starting spot? No. No. Not a chance in hell. Like, don't get me wrong. Franklin under Moss has a ton of potential. But it's going to take a lot to supplant Cody Fajardo on this team. That said... Everyone knows the favorite player in Saskatchewan is always the backup quarterback, so who knows? I feel like that's not the case with Cody Fajardo, though. People love him. He's got the right personality. He's just that eternally nice guy that people don't want to like the guy behind him. I think he's going to be the one guy where people are going to be upset if the second-string guy ever sees the field because they want Cody to go all the way. People are going to be mad that Franklin's probably going to be the number two and it's not going to be Isaac Harker. They're, they're messing with the, the two stepbrothers there. That's uh, that's not cool, Jeremy O'Day. <laughs> yeah, Why you do that to wasted us? a Harkomania design I already have set up. It'll, it'll happen one day. Probably not with Saskatchewan at that point, but it'll happen. You'll have your day in the sun. Um, Unlike your Islanders uh, design concept. God damn it. I hate the Islanders. They suck. <laughs> Cosine. 
All right. Well, I guess that's everything uh, we have on the list this week here on the Piffles podcast. Guys, it was nice getting back together and talking to you guys. And it's even better. I couldn't see you guys. I didn't think I'd say I'd, I'd ever say I missed you guys, but uh, I'm still not going to say it. It was nice to get some normalcy back in, uh, in even the week life. And hopefully we get more and more in that as we go along. That's going to do it for the Piffles podcast this week. Thanks so much for joining us. Check us out on Twitter at Piffles pod. We're on Facebook, facebook.com slash Piffles podcast, Instagram, the website, pifflespodcast.com. Piffles podcast brought to you by our great friends at Dairy Queen on Elphinstone street and Sass drive in Regina. Special thanks as well to Kathy Festion of Royal LePage Regina Realty and Churchill Brewing Company for their support to make this show possible. Piffles Podcast is a proud member of the CFPN Canadian Football Podcast Network and a part of the Saskatchewan Podcast Network. Well, guys, take care, and we'll talk uh, very soon. This is Tyler Gilbert's Ghost Behind Your Mind. The ghost